Hi there, I'm Rod Fair, pastor of North Douglas Church here in Victoria, British Columbia, and I'm grateful that you are joining me today for this teaching in the series All About Jesus, which we're carrying on throughout this summer, and uh, we wanted to be able to share these messages with you. This is part number four, and uh, it is about Jesus' parables, and it is about uh, the, the power of Jesus' stories. And uh, in the midst of this, we find that Jesus taught about the kingdom of God using a lot of stories, using the parables. And today, I want to challenge you about not only hearing the spiritual truth behind Jesus' stories, but being able to use your own God story in order to help others find God. Of course, at North Douglas Church, we record all of these messages on our uh, Facebook page, our YouTube channel, as well as on our church webpage, northdouglaschurch.com. And if you have a prayer request, you can also send it to prayer at northdouglaschurch.com, and we'll be glad to pass that along to our prayer team, and we'll intercede for your particular request. Let me talk about the power of story, and, uh, and then we'll relate some of the scripture uh, after that. I want to tell you about a recent story that happened to us. See, we just got back from a holiday. Cindy and I decided that we needed to uh, go camping over on the mainland, which is in the Fraser Valley. And uh, our daughter, our oldest daughter, was having uh, another baby, a third, third child, a third granddaughter for us. And we had agreed that when the was time for the baby to come, that we as the grandparents would take the older two. Uh, Lucy and Alice are, um, are five and a half and three and a half years old, and they'd never been camping with us as grandparents. And so uh, they were excited about it and they wanted to come. And so we said, when the baby comes, we'll be able to come over and take you camping and look after you while your mom is recovering. And of course, uh, all of that actually happened exactly like I said. The baby did come, we took the girls camping, and we're grateful to see that third granddaughter added into our life. Um, in the process of taking the girls camping, it was uh, this interesting process because uh, you, you just have a whole lot more respect for parents of small children realizing how much energy they have. They just don't, they don't switch it off. And so at three and a half and five and a half years old, our uh, two granddaughters were just a bubbling energy of uh, things going on and their mind just racing with questions. And so we had a wonderful time camping with them. And in the, the midst of all the activity, my wife was great at keeping them occupied. It came time for bedtime. And of course, they had been outside enjoying the fresh air, getting a little bit bitten by mosquitoes, of course, but they were ready and excited to crawl into their own little sleeping bags and, and sleep in the trailer with grandpa and grandma. And uh, we were happy to have them to do that. And they actually were great. They went through their bedtime routine and they settled down and they crawled into their sleeping bags and, and they, were, they were out pretty quickly. They, they actually went to sleep really well. Uh, in the middle of the night, uh, we realized that our, our granddaughters actually roll around a lot and they make quite a bit of noise. So while, while we were sleeping, we hear a big thump. And uh, in the midst of that thump, 
we realized that uh, the older one, the five and a half year old, had rolled out of bed and was now resting on the bread bag. And, uh, but she was fast asleep. She, she did not understand or wake up, know anything that happened to her. And so this happened a few times. And so Cindy finally woke me up and nudged me and said, you gotta come and help. She's so heavy, I can't lift her back onto the bed. And uh, of course, the sleeping bag was a slippery type of one, and we got it, got her out of that and back into the position of where she could sleep and got her all situated uh, into her bed. And she didn't wake up even a little bit. She was, and it's so hard to believe that a child that is only five and a half could weigh so much, but of course, she's just dead weight because she, she won't move. Um, in the... In the course of time, of course, uh, she made it through the night and they woke up and they were all bubbly and uh, ready to go for the next day. And I, I said, to, said to Lucy, do, do, did you know that you fell off the bed? And she, no, I didn't fall off the bed. And of course, she, she didn't realize that she had actually uh, fallen off the bed a couple of times. And in the course of, of uh, having to be put back on the bed, she was oblivious to the fact. Now, Although that was an interesting scenario in the midst of our lives, isn't that the way it is often with God? You know, we have a relationship with God where God is working sometimes in the background. We don't understand all the things that he's doing to help us, to protect us, to guide us. And there are times when uh, God is, is working without our knowledge. And uh, sometimes he tells us what he's been doing, but there are lots of times when I think God has protected me or God has provided for me and I... I've not really known about it. And so one day when I stand in heaven before him, I'm sure that I will discover some things that the Lord has done for me that I was completely unaware of. And just like a parent would look after a child even in the middle of the night without their awareness, making sure that they're safe and protected, God watches over us and he is always present. Even when we're not aware, God is there caring for us, watching over us. You see, it is an interesting thing to me that I can tell you a story like that and relate a spiritual truth and bring some understanding about what my relationship is with God as well as uh, some insight into what my, my life is about. Well, Jesus did the same thing. Jesus could tell stories out of his experience, relevant experiences that the people that were listening to him had, and he could relate spiritual truth. The, the nature of us as human beings is that we love stories. In fact, we love stories so much in, in our culture, there are tons of opportunities to, to really share stories. We share stories with each other personally when we're sitting around a table or having a cup of coffee. We might read a book that's of people relating their story. We might see a, a TV show or we, we can watch it on video online. And of course, the, now that the pandemic restrictions are lifted, the movie theaters are back in, uh, in working order and session, and they're attracting people to come and, and see a visual presentation of a story. And so our culture and so many other cultures in this world are saturated with the, the relating life experience through stories. And I think that that's a great thing. And Jesus used it. He knew that people were engaged by story and wanted to relate spiritual truth to them through the means of stories. And so he told parables. And in the midst of those parables, some of them were hard to understand. And so 
the disciples said, Jesus, why, why do you use all these parables to, to teach about the kingdom of God? And in Matthew chapter 13, this is what Jesus said. The disciples came to him and asked, why do you speak to the people in parables? He replied, because the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven have been given to you, but not to them. Whoever has will be given more, and they will have in abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. This is why I speak to them in parables. Though seeing, they do not see. Though hearing, they do not under hear or understand. In them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. You will be ever hearing, but never understanding. You will be ever seeing, but never perceiving. For this people's heart has become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears, and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn, and I would heal them. But blessed are your eyes because they see, and your ears because they hear. So Jesus quotes from the prophets, uh, from Ezekiel and Isaiah and the other prophets mentioned many of the same kinds of things that often in the history of Israel, there were people that, yes, heard from God, but they didn't really listen. They didn't really pay attention. And so Jesus taught in parables, the, the kingdom of God has secrets. And to those that uh, will accept and reveal or to understand what those secrets are, it will be revealed to them. And it's important to note that Jesus was sharing these parables to help people dig a little deeper about discovering spiritual truth. So let's, let's give you an example. From uh, Matthew chapter 13, verse 44 to 46, Jesus tells a couple small little parables. So let me, let me uh, reveal that to you. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. What was Jesus saying in these two parables? Well, he was relating the teaching of the value of finding great treasure. And of course, people in that day and age could understand that if they found this great treasure, whether it would be, um, whether it be this, this treasure in a field or whether it would be a pearl that had great value, that they could literally sell everything because it was such a valuable thing. And Jesus related the spiritual truth along with that. The fact that uh, a person could sell everything they had, that they would sacrifice everything everything in their life for this great treasure. And he was telling the people that the kingdom of God was that great treasure. That if they would sacrifice everything else for the sake of the kingdom of God, they would have such a valuable uh, thing in, in the kingdom. And of course, people could understand that. They could relate to the idea of, of having something of great value. And Jesus used that kind of illustrative story to convey the spiritual truth of the value of the kingdom of God. He used a phrase often at the end of his parables, and it was, whoever has ears, let him hear. Uh, in a number of parables, the gospel writers record Jesus speaking this illustrative story and then being able to finish that story off to bring it to a conclusion with this phrase, whoever has ears, let him hear. 
You say, well, what, what did he mean by that? I mean, obviously, the audience listening to that would have been a little puzzled, except for that uh, it brought an end about to the story that he was telling. And of course, what it really means is that it was a, a signal that the story was over, but that the truth still remained uh, to be found. If they would hear what he was really saying, they could dig a little deeper and they would find the spiritual nugget, that spiritual truth that he was teaching about. And that was really what this phrase meant. Whoever has ears, let him hear. By telling the parable in the physical relevance, he was bringing about spiritual truth. That is, he could tell a story and they could understand what it meant physically, what the object lesson was, but would they understand what it meant to what it was meant to convey? And so he was making his hearers think. They were meant to think about it. What, what is it that he's really talking about that they need to put and apply into their life? And that was the challenge of the parables. Of course, Jesus used story to tell people about spiritual truth, but it was more of an exercise in engaging their mind so that they could think it through for themselves. Now, let me give you an example. Also from Matthew chapter 13, the parable of the sower and the seed. You know, if you know this story, then Jesus was telling about a farmer that was sowing seed and it fell on four different types of soil. The seed fell on a hard path and the birds came along and ate that seed and carried it away and so it didn't grow. The seed fell on a rocky soil and the seed sprang up, but the sun baked it and then it died. Um, the seed fell on a thorny patch of ground where there was lots of thistles and thorns and the seed sprang up, but it was choked and was not productive. And then of course the seed fell on good soil and was able to grow and produce a crop of multiple uh, amounts uh, as to what was sown. And so Jesus explained this, this story to the disciples and to those that were hearing him, and they would have understood what it meant to be a farmer sowing seed. But what they might not have understood was what the spiritual meaning they would have got the physical meaning and understood, yes, seeds, different kinds of soil would spring up. Some would grow, some wouldn't. What does that really mean? Because he said the kingdom of God is like this. And he often used those kinds of, of language. And so the disciples literally had to come and say, Jesus, we're, we don't understand what the meaning behind the parable is. And so... Uh, thinking about it and not understanding it, they came and they asked. And that's a, a very good spiritual principle for us to, to, if we don't understand, to come and ask God, to ask Jesus for revelation about what it is. And so Jesus obliged them. He told them what the meaning of the parable was. That the seed that was sown was the truth about the kingdom of God. It was the word that was given to people about the kingdom of God. And so when it fell on a hard path, uh, Satan came along and snatched that away. And uh, some people are robbed of the understanding of what the kingdom of God is about. Uh, when the seed fell on the, on the rocky, stony uh, area of ground, it sprang up and then died. And there are some people that hear about the kingdom of God and they, they receive it, but then they don't follow through and... Uh, and literally, the whole idea about the kingdom dies within them. The third type of soil, of course, is the 
the thorny soil and where the seed comes and then it is choked out by the worries of life. And so just like seed can be choked out and not productive because of thorns, there are times when we hear the word of God and it is, it is made non-effective or non-productive within our lives because we let everything else take priority. And of course, the fourth soil is where the word of God is sown into a place in our souls where it produces much fruit, where it is very productive and helpful and we help others in the midst of that. And that was the meaning behind the parable, the spiritual meaning. The application for us in the midst of what Jesus was talking about and in speaking about parables, of course, is this, and that when God speaks, dig deeper and understand what he is truly saying. That is, we need to pay attention so that when God is speaking to us, we should be able to dig in. If we truly are the people that have ears and will hear, then we need to dig deeper to pay attention to what God is saying. Now, we know that God speaks in lots of different ways. He can speak through the written word as we pick up a Bible and we read what God has said and the kind of character that God has. We can apply that to our life. And are we willing to actually listen to that? Are we willing to listen to a teacher like myself or other kind of Bible teachers? There's lots of, of uh, prophets and counselors and people that share the word of God. And when we hear that, do we actually take it in? Do we actually listen to it? Of course, there is, of course, uh, dreams and visions. God can give us direct revelation. And even as we sleep, to give us ideas and thoughts that would help direct and guide our life. Are we listening to what God has to say? And of course, we understand that the Holy Spirit is able to speak directly to us. From day to day, we have an opportunity to hear from God, to follow his direction. So are we actually going to do that? Are we going to listen to the Spirit of God? And so when God speaks, the challenge for us is to pay attention. The reason Jesus spoke in parables was to cause people to think that they would be able to wrestle through to spiritual truth that would nourish their soul, that would help them in their relationship with God Almighty. And so ultimately, the challenge is still there for us. If we take seriously the teaching of Jesus, then we need to have ears that are willing to hear. There is a second application which I find very, very important and I wanted to share with you today, and that is to use Jesus' example of telling stories to relate spiritual truth to others. Now, I'm not saying that you need to uh, tell stories in parables, that you need to go around talking to your friends in all kinds of parables so that they will search out the spiritual meaning. Uh, I know that Jesus did that, but certainly that applied within his setting for you and I we can speak much more plainly. And what I'm saying to you is that your story, your relationship with God and the experience that you have with God uh, can be an example and help others understand who God is as they seek out uh, who God is for their own life. You have this testimony. You have this experience with God and as he has spoken to you and directed you and answered your prayers, Ultimately, all of that life experience matters, not just to you, but matters as a witness to others. And so I'm telling you, this is the main point of what I wanted to share with you today. 
Just as Jesus revealed truth in parables to cause his listeners to seek for God, your testimony of God's work in your life helps people in their search for God. People like stories. People like stories so much that they will listen to yours. When you tell a story about how God has impacted you, directed you, provided for you, protected you, whatever it might be, that that story matters as a witness and as a testimony about who Jesus is. And so you can testify to the truth and you represent Jesus Christ in this world in a way that helps others search out for God. That on their journey to try and figure out how God interacts with them, they hear a testimony from you and that can encourage and ultimately inspire them. Because you see, spiritual life is not just a series of lectures. It's not just a mental exercise in in taking notes from a book and being able to say, oh yes, I believe in that. Spiritual life is a relationship with Jesus in which we have engaged with the Spirit of God and He directs and leads us. He interacts with our life. And a lot of people have a struggle understanding how that works. Um, They struggle in their own personal relationships with each other and so it's not uh, unheard of or unimaginable that they would struggle in their relationship with God. And so we need encouragement. All of us need encouragement and we receive that from others as they tell their stories, as they relate their experiences about how they've interacted with God. So let your story, let your interaction with God inspire others and help others. Think about how God has directed you. You know, if God has guided you and sometimes there's Uh, a real wisdom in that we've listened to God and followed him. And sometimes it's saying, you know, I should have listened to God in the first place. That example can help somebody else. Think about how God has provided for you. You know, as we express our thankfulness to God for what he's done in our life, that can be an example to others. And so we inspire faith in other people. Think about how God has protected you. And I know we may not always understand how he protects us, but ultimately we have moments in our life where we say, wow, I'm I'm glad God was there, that he directed me or helped me uh, get out of a series of temptations or God really uh, protected me physically in some way. There are things that God has done in order to help us. And so when we relate those stories, it, it helps other people understand about who God is. And also think about, how God has answered your prayer for for others. There are times when we are praying for other people and when God meets that need, miracles happen. You know, there are missionaries that have been prayed for uh, that are across the world from those that are praying and they have been protected or provided for and God has done amazing things. There are times when Someone is sick and needs healing and we have prayed for them and continued to intercede and really wrestled with that and God has brought about a recovery. And so in the midst of these answers to prayer, our experience with God is valuable not just to our faith, but it is valuable to others. Testimony is powerful. And so your experience with God has a great amount of power. I want you to know that in the book of Revelation, John, the author, there explains a lot of what he was revealed to him 
what was revealed to him from uh, angels and from the Spirit of God about the end times. And in the end times, he talks about this spiritual warfare, this battle against Satan and the powers of darkness. And in the midst of that, he explains some things uh, from Revelation chapter 12 that I think are important. When he talked about Satan's downfall and the people overcoming uh, Satan's attacks, he said this in verse 11, they triumphed over him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. You know, truly we understand that Jesus is the source of life, that he is the victor over death and the grave, that he helps us to come into the kingdom of God in a way that will give us eternal life, that he is the source of everything that we hope for. And yet Satan comes against us and uh, wants to persuade us to go a different direction, to tempt us to do things that are wrong. And ultimately, when we cling to Jesus, we have a testimony we have an experience with God that is valuable, that ultimately helps us overcome the power of the enemy in our lives. And so Satan is defeated partly because of our testimony, our experience with Jesus. And so I want to tell you that others can be led out of darkness into a place of spiritual light because of your testimony, because of what you have to share about who Jesus is. And so in conclusion to this message, I would simply say this. We know that people listen to stories and people will listen to your stories, your understanding of who God is, your experience with God. So tell your story. Tell the story about your relationship with Jesus. Father God, we come to you today and I just pray for those that are listening to this message. We know that you have given us great insight into truth and that if we listen with our ears that we would literally hear and that you would help us to be able to be nourished within our soul so that our relationship with Jesus thrives. God, we are praying that you would help us not only to be a person that has a, a spiritual experience with God that is helpful and hopeful, uh, but God, that it would affect others in a positive way, that our testimony would help others to be inspired, to be encouraged in their faith. And so we ask today, God, that you would use us to tell our story. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Like I said before, if you have any prayer requests or if you're wondering about the content of this message and you have questions, send them to prayer at northdouglaschurch.com. I'd be delighted to communicate with you and we'll certainly pray for any need you have. God bless you today. Let's just close our eyes this morning, church. Father, we worship you and we invite you into this place. Holy Spirit, come and move in our lives and our hearts. Father, we want to leave here changed today. Do whatever you want to do. Have your way in us, Father. We give ourselves completely to you. Worthy 
Breath we could ever breathe, we live for you. 